Romans 16, verses 1 through 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sencre, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many, and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life. To whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampelatus, my beloved in the Lord. And greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachys. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord. Also his mother who's been a mother to me as well. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, and the brothers who are with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Wow. Okay. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Thanks be to God. This is our Lord. That was challenging. Jeremy, well done. <laughs> you know, one of my first... ODR uh, episodes that I ever recorded on and you know I didn't know that it was going to become so much of my life <laughs> um, but one of the first ones ever I can't even remember where it was but I, I think it was in the Old Testament somewhere and it was one of those names of like or one of those lists of, of Old Testament names mm-hmm. and I got to the end of it and it's like, yeesh. So I think Old Testament names well are done. a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these, these like these are a little out. more intuitive cause they're like, they have like that Latin influence yeah, and yeah. English comes from that. So you got like Olympus and like names yeah, like that. Yeah. But I'm just well glad that I'm not from the family of narcissists. I'll yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm sure they're great people. They're, yeah. Hey, greet those in the Lord who belong to that family. Yeah. But yeah, so this is a great passage. Um, yeah. even though it seems like, a weird passage and like yeah. a bunch of names and like, okay, like mm-hmm. what's going on here? But um, it is kind of amazing that Paul had all these like yeah. individuals in mind, even like he cared so much. I don't know. Sometimes we can think, oh yeah, like the mission and like getting churches planted and all these things going on. But he's like talking about the first convert in Asia. Yeah. Like he cares so specifically. Yeah. Um, he talked about somebody's mom who yeah. cared for him. Like, yeah. It's just very personal. Um, and one of the immediate things that I think of with this is like, um, I mean, like if I were to write to somebody in like another city or something like that, um, you know, could I like say to them, Hey, and make sure like, let's say it was like a church that I was at back in Athens. Yeah. Um, you know, could I write to a, a guy up there and say, Hey, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, mm. this person, can you go say hey to them and to just to thank them for me and to tell mm. them I miss them and that I love them? Like, do we do we interact in church where we just have that kind of 
yeah. deepness of relationship and care and support for each other. And yeah. That seems to be what Paul had with all of these believers. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, somebody who was traveling so much and obviously had such uh, impact of planning churches and, you know, constantly on the road or on the boat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he had such deep personal relationships and that really is a, uh, such a, a model for us as to how the mission of God grows. And, you know, I, I even just kind of was hit by, uh, you, one of the names in the, in the list that you read was Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, you know, I, I read, uh, I guess, gosh, now it was like over a year ago, which is crazy, but I read the insanity of God and just like amazing book about missions kind of in the Middle Eastern and Asian corridor. And, you know, just kind of thinking about all these awesome stories of the work that the Lord is doing in the underground church in in Asia and, and that kind of section of the world. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, like, look at how, how much the Lord has done and how far, like that all started with like this one guy who's explicitly named here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like that, that's just really cool to me. Yeah. And so when you kind of like dig into these names, you know, like th- we're looking at like the very core, like seed of where so much of what we see today has sprung from the work that the Lord was doing in the individual lives of these people, mm-hmm. which at the time might've seemed fruitless. It might've, you know, like it might've been so discouraging how, how little, like, you know, maybe all oh, only Eponidas came to Christ in Asia. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. whatever. But, mm-hmm. but through these things, like the Lord was working and building his church and, you know, our highest calling in life, whether you're an accountant or a worship leader or a nurse or whatever you do, our highest calling is to the church, mm-hmm. to Christ's bride mm-hmm. and to yeah. defend it and to build it up. And um, just such a, a great example of that modeled here. And it's it's a great reminder that like, yeah, when you say like, yeah, to to serve and to build up the church, sometimes that feels like, oh, well, but is that really like missions? Mm-hmm. But like, if you have understood Paul at all, he definitely sees that the advancement of the church yeah. is is missions. It's yeah. it's it's what God is doing. He's mm-hmm. he's he's creating communities of worshipers that are signposts to the eternal community mm-hmm. of worship <laughs> that that we are going to be participating in that is this at the same time total renewed creation, this whole renewed way of life. And so that's why this is so important. That's why Paul yeah. cares about this, because the church is a witness to the surrounding world of like what's to come, the goodness and the redemption that's in Jesus and, and the fullness of life that we will continue to experience together for the ages. And you see even a little bit of that fullness in all of these names. And I loved how you put like just the differences probably in what they all did. Mm -hmm. Like it was all these little, probably different acts of faithfulness that Mm -hmm. each of them had. Um, Like not all of them he called fellow workers. Some of them he said, you know, you were like a mother to me as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there was just different unique things that they were all contributing. Um, but it was ultimately coming together to see just the mission go forward. And another thing that's interesting is uh, how many women are encouraged yeah. in this. Yeah. And 
you know, one of the things that people often talk about, about the reliability of like the New Testament and the, the gospels in particular is how like women are involved in key moments. Mm. And that's just not something that at this time in writing and in world yeah. history that people would want to include because they would think, yeah. oh, that's like not worth shameful. listening to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, women aren't respected like they should be yeah. and treated as image bearers. But even more than that, Paul's acknowledging them as like fellow workers yeah. in the gospel. Yeah. And so there's this really high honor he's giving towards women in participating in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something that always stands out to me as I read this um, is, is the involvement in the in the calling out of women. Yeah. Um, and the encouragement, which would have been just totally countercultural. Absolutely. And the, the, the encouragement to me from this passage today on the very practical level is be a builder of the church, like seek yeah. the welfare of the church. Right. The, the Bible makes it very clear from Genesis to revelation. God's prized possession is his people. You know, he, he says that repeatedly, like you are my treasured possession talking to his people, his people, Israel, and then to the church. And so the highest thing that we can do is seek the welfare of the church. And, you know, like, it it goes well for you when mm-hmm. when you're when your interest and, and passion is tied up in the well-being of God's people like this is not like a prosperity comment of like oh if you're super involved in church and seek the welfare of the church bad things won't happen to you but it just is true you know like in in any church that i can think of like the people who pour themselves out like wax for everybody in that church and and sacrifice themselves for those people are going to be treasured and, and you know comforted and and held and so if you want to like walk in the encouragement and comfort of Christ and of the spirit you know one of the greatest ways to seek that is to pour yourself out for Christ's bride mm-hmm. i heard someone basically give kind of a practical uh encouragement towards that Mm. that i really liked show up and talk to people (laughs) and like it is that simple in a sense like show up yeah and come talk yeah and get to know what's going on amen Um, and so well this has been great this is a great passage and uh, i'm grateful for our church that we get to be a part of the eternal church well for will carlisle i'm jeremy brooks thanks for listening Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.